Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Bible Thumper. This is my first time ever introducing the uh, episode. The slightly less important Patrick Hayes decided to let me take the lead tonight. So welcome. I am coming to you live from Central Texas. Patrick is in Western Colorado, and we are talking about a topic that did not used to get discussed in church because it was kind of a no-brainer. But these days, everything's a gray area. So we are talking about marijuana tonight patrick thanks for coming on to my show as my co-host <laughs> hey that's wonderful so just to give everyone a heads up i think uh the event should have already posted about 30 minutes ago but next week we're going to be talking about uh baptism and we're going to talk about uh why get baptized what does the bible say about it how are you supposed to do it uh what does it mean and we're going to kind of cover that subject. So that'll be a fun one. And then the week after that is a secret episode that uh, Caleb is scared to talk about. So be <laughs> sure to join us in two weeks on July 3rd as we try to run off our entire audience in one episode. So, okay, Caleb, so you said that marijuana used to be a subject that wasn't even worth talking about. Okay, what do you mean? Well, most most Christians aren't going to stand in church and discuss whether or not we should do heroin today. Okay. So that's a kind of a no-brainer. And most obviously would not. <laughs> so does that and obviously, so would. <laughs> obviously um, marijuana used to be prohibited nationwide and now it is becoming more and more popular in different settings, different states have different standards on it. So Mm -hmm. It seems like it's a topic that we should discuss because for some people, it is lawful for you to smoke weed. So should you or should you not as a Christian? So that's, I think we had somebody that asked this question last week on our episode talking about smoking cigarettes. This is a little different than cigarettes because it's um, definitely a stronger drug. So anyways, I've, um, I guess I should put my bias view out right up front on this. Give it to us. So I have zero experience with this. I haven't ever smoked weed. And so therefore I'm kind of biased in that way. I, I don't intend to, um, but um, I'm speaking as the idiot really when it comes to marijuana, because I have no idea what it feels like, what it tastes like, what it smells like, anything like that. Um, Patrick, I guess may, maybe has a different experience there than I do since he's been around a little longer than I have. Um, but anyways, so that's my bias here is that I'm speaking from ignorance when it comes to experience. And, um, I just thought I should put that up front. Well, and you know, I'm gonna, I am going to, uh, just to use the phrase, I'm going to stop you right there, Caleb, because, uh, so many Christians, I hear them say something like you just said, and I think a lot of people, and I'm not saying you're one of them, but a lot of people think that they don't have a right to get into a subject unless they have experience with it. And, and this seems to be a problem going on in the world today. Uh, the, the idea that men are not allowed to talk about any issues concerning women. 
and uh, you know, white people are not allowed to talk about any issues concerning black people, and and skinny people are not allowed to talk about any issues concerning fat people, and it's all nonsense. Now that one, that might be, <laughs> that might be good. <laughs> and, and and the reason is, especially in our conversations, we're talking about the Bible. So really, uh, a, a Christian never has to be concerned as far as you know what they're getting into. You just need to know what the Bible. Uh, says about it. You know, that's really, uh, so y- your opinion and any Christian's opinion who has never smoked marijuana is just as valid as any Christian's opinion who has not. If you think about it, I have plenty to say on the topic of witchcraft. I've never been into witchcraft or a part of it or anything like that, but I've read plenty about it in the Bible and I've talked to people who have been in the occult and, and believe me, I don't need firsthand experience to condemn it. You know, I can certainly do that uh, simply by uh, reading God's word and seeing what God has to say about it. Okay. So uh, with that being said, uh, where do you want to go from here? Ask me, ask me a question. I know you're just dying to Okay, jump right <laughs> well, in. Obviously you being in Colorado, when I used to live in Colorado, it was not a legal thing. I, I did see people smoking weed there, but this has, from what I understand, it has exploded in Colorado. And I think there's kind of two ways that we need to go with this. Um, well, I, I see it as two ways. Um, you have people that are smoking weed that have been smoking weed for years because of the high that they get from it, the buzz. There is also people that are using marijuana as a medicine for medicinal mm-hmm. reasons. And I figured before we get too far into this, because we already have a comment, the one and only comment that we have so far, or actually now we have two, um, brought up the medicinal uh, qualities of it. And I would say there is a lot of drugs that are out there that you can treat yourself with that are probably a lot more extreme and harsh on the body and have um, way more, way more benefits or way more a lot a lot more potent i guess i should say than marijuana and so i would i would say morphine is probably more dangerous than than marijuana and if you're looking at it as as a drug to use for for a medicinal purpose that is really separate than what i think we're talking about for the most part as far as just smoking weed for the sake of smoking weed and getting high so there's i guess we we should probably get into both to both sides of that i would say that somebody that that needs something for cancer, for instance, or um, whatever. Uh, uh, I guess there's some people that have used it to treat uh, seizures and things like that. Sure. And if your doctor subscribes it, that's a little different than just going out on the weekend and smoking weed to get high. And so now in Texas, this is the excuse that you have to use. And quite a few other states, I think there is medical cards that you can get in California and several states where you can get medical cards and people are out there supposedly need this for a health benefit and they're, they're smoking it just to get high. Mm-hmm. So that excuse obviously feeds over into the other thing as well. But um, anyway, so yeah, I would just say that as, as a general rule, um, using it as a drug to help with some sort of a medical condition is probably, it's probably one of the more mild, harmless drugs that's out there. And sure. Okay. So let me jump in here immediately with the the medical side. Okay. And I'm going to bring you to first Timothy chapter five, verse 23. So, 
uh, Paul obviously is writing this letter and it is to Timothy and he tells him, he says, drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine often infirmities. The Bible also talks about in the Proverbs about how you're supposed to give strong drink to someone who is on their deathbed. Okay, and so we actually see the case where God not only, you know, recommends, but flat out permisses uh, alcohol to be used in uh, a medicinal way. And that is completely different from recreation. Caleb, I have had a couple of teeth pulled. I've had my wisdom teeth taken out. I've uh, had my tonsils taken out. And every time I've had one of those things done, they gave me morphine. And I don't know anyone that would object to me using morphine when they pulled my wisdom teeth. I think everyone would say, yeah, that's what you do. You know, it's pain management. That makes sense. But at the same time, I would imagine everyone would argue that it is probably not okay to use the same morphine recreationally on a Friday night, you know, just for fun and to feel good. And that's really what we're doing with marijuana. I don't have any problem with anybody using anything that helps them get over sickness and disease. At the end of the day, we want people to be healthy and Doctors are going to continue to try various things. Uh, Marijuana has been legally, uh, I'm sorry, marijuana for medical purposes has been legal in different states at different times. There's, I don't think there's anyone that's arguing that you should not use marijuana, THC, CBD, if it helps your child uh, with seizures. No, nobody is making that argument. Anything right. in the in the world that can help a baby not have seizures, great. Okay, that that's great. I think we're all for that. But that's not what we're talking about tonight. But I'm glad we get that out of the way. You know, as as far as um, as far as cla- using any drug in the classification of medicine, great. That's wonderful. That's what we want to do. What we're talking about is uh now, before we before we oh, go on from in. that just yeah, yeah, yeah. just go ahead it can be it can be dangerous and this actually probably should be a whole nother topic on the on the medical side of it and i think that uh, it's something i should study more about but this would fall into the category of of a medicine being used for medicinal purpose and it can be a gateway drug there's many medicines that people do get on and that it turns into a problem but besides that i think that as Christians, if you have the Holy Spirit, you're going to know when you cross the line with any drugs because drugs can be a, a problem. It could be morphine, like Patrick mentioned, or anything else, and it can start out a problem. So, um, the the Old Testament uh, warned against it. The New Testament warns against it. It talks about it in Revelations, and it refers to pharmaceuticals or pharmakia. I think was the Greek word that is translated in a lot of our Bibles as witchcraft. And that can include many of these drugs that, that we're talking about that in general is, is socially acceptable. We look at it as, yeah, that's, there's no issue there. We're not going to discuss that on, that on this episode. And I, I think that we should say, in general, drugs that are being used for 
medicinal purposes are generally acceptable. But even even in that realm, there probably should be some caution. We can't throw caution to the wind just because we, we're saying, oh, it's just a drug that I'm using because I have this health condition. We should always always keep that in mind that it can get abused. And that was the only thing I thought I should say on that is there are a lot of there are a lot of drugs out there, marijuana included, that you can abuse and start out using it for health reasons and then turn it turn it into an abuse. And that would go into this the next part of our episode where we're talking about using it to get high for the wrong reasons. So I guess, Patrick, this is something that's interesting because um, you were you were going to say something, but I'll just throw a question in here before you before you continue. Yeah. Can you can you um, speak from experience? Is there a way to use marijuana? There's several people that have mentioned here. God gave us all the herbs. He gave us all of the uh, what what was the, the comment that we had here? But basically every plant and herb and everything that was in there is given for us to eat. Sure. It doesn't necessarily say it's there for us to smoke. There's other things we use too, like the tires on our car that are just fine. If we wad it up in a cigarette and try to smoke it or a pipe, it might have a different effect. So I kind of wonder um, if there is a little bit of a difference here and if it's possible to use marijuana in the way that people use it, smoking marijuana is it possible to use it without getting high? From what I understand, okay. there's other things you can use moderately and not really get high, but marijuana is pretty much an immediate high. Your first or second drag off of it, you're, you're going to feel it go to your okay, brain. So, so right out of the gate, the two main <laughs> chemicals you run into with marijuana when you're discussing it are THC and CBD. There are many others. Okay, but those are the two that you're going to read about in the news. Those are the two that you're going to hear about, you know, farmers growing it for. So CBD is what is generally pushed as um, a medicine and what is helpful to people. In those plants in the state of Colorado, when you are going to be growing plants for the purpose of CBD, they must have a THC content that falls below a certain range. If you want to smoke pot and get high, you want the highest THC content. Okay, so that is, you know, the wonderful drug we all remember from the 60s. And uh, that is what we smoke to get high. And it is a THC content you're looking for. You can grow strains of marijuana that have very, very high CBD and almost no THC. And you can grow marijuana that has very high THC and almost no CBD. And you can grow strains and that have a good amount of both. So doesn't the when, CBD offset the THC to a certain degree? Like it's uh, if the, it does, this, that wasn't this, my experience. Okay, so from, from what I understand is the CBD in most marijuana is like 0.03%, and the THC is like 11%. The CBD actually has an effect on your body that can be positive, and that's why they use it in medicinal purposes, but it actually helps offset the other. But <laughs> what you're talking about is when you're, when you're smoking it, for the most part, you're getting the THC and very little CBD out of it. Well, and honestly, keep in mind, I mean, it, so just for everyone's, you know, record, I, I'm a recovering drug addict. I had, you know, uh, quite a time early in my youth prior to, you know, ever knowing Christ or holding a Bible where, you know, I got into a lot of trouble. I went and did a lot of drugs, um, I, you know, been in jail in a lot of different states and, <clears throat> you know, 
I wasn't into the chemistry of marijuana back then. I just wanted the stuff that got you high and, you know, you would smoke it to get high. I mean, that's all, you know, I was ever looking for. So honestly, I never even heard about CBD or knew anything about it until I moved to Colorado, you know, many, many years after I was done with that phase of my life and after I got saved. And, you know, that's when I started to learn about it. And then, of course, Colorado was kind of one of the pioneers as far as legalizing marijuana for recreational purposes. It was legal for uh, medicinal purposes prior to that. But um, recreationally, just a couple of years back, they said, OK, anyone in the state can grow so many plants and you're allowed to smoke it. And they put restrictions on it. But, you know, essentially they made it as legal as, you know, alcohol or any other controlled substance that, the government is able to tax. So, um, you know, to be honest with you, Caleb, I have no idea. I've never measured the amount of CBD in the marijuana that I smoked because I didn't care. It wasn't, it was, I knew it wasn't full of vitamin C. It wasn't supposed right. to help me. Okay, that wasn't the goal, you know? So, so that was, you know, so that was very, uh, very different. Um, uh, so anyway, with that, you got to remember that a lot of people are also growing hemp out here and you can get CBD out of hemp. Um, and it has, uh, I don't want to say no THC, but my understanding is virtually none at all. But, you know, so the, I now, so the idea that, um, you know, marijuana is, uh, you have to understand that you can get different strains and the four different purposes. With that being said, Caleb, again, I cannot speak much to the CBD other than some friends who I know who have used it for different purposes. What I can tell you is I know um, uh, cancer patients who oftentimes will smoke marijuana, just normal marijuana with THC in it. And the purpose is uh, because uh, to give them an appetite back because they just are <laughs> unable to eat and they have no desire to eat and they lose so much weight while they're going through different cancer and radiation treatments and they want to gain their weight back. So they'll smoke marijuana because afterward, you know, the, the term they use is it gives you the munchies and you want to eat something. So I know some people will do that. I know other people that have smoked marijuana uh, just to be able to sleep and it's part of pain management. And a lot of times it's usually for folks that are going through uh, cancer uh, treatments, chemo, radiation, various things like that. And I know several friends uh, who have gone through that. I have uh, friends, family members who have gone through that. And, you know, it was uh, a tremendous help to them, you know, uh, while they were, you know, fighting these diseases. And, and these are, you know, these are normal people that you go to work with and sit next to in church. And a lot of them are, you know, blue collar guys that, you know, work a normal job and they're not into drugs. They're a family man and, and they had this affliction come up and then they use this because their doctor suggested it would help them. But again, all of this stuff that we're talking about, you know, is not really the subject that we're getting into. You know, we, we would all agree, or I'm assuming we'd all agree <clears throat> that medicine, no matter what plant it comes from, if it helps people, if it genuinely helps people, that's what we want. We want people to be healthy. We want people to do better. Really, what we're getting into is Christians smoking pot to get high. That's what it's coming down to. So this is my first point that I want to that I want to make in the state of Colorado. It is legal. That's it. 
You want to know how many out-of-state kids came to Colorado a couple of years ago, the first year it was made legal? Our colleges were busting at the seams. Now, the point is, where do you get your foundation for making your decision? What is the principle you're making your decision on? Because if your decision is simply going to come up based on legality, well, then you are going to be very, very far away from God's uh, idea. You're going to be very far away from God's plan. Because le legally speaking, we're allowed to kill babies. Legally speaking, we're no better than the Canaanites that worshipped Molech and Ashtaroth and murdered children, sacrificed them. Okay, Because legally speaking, abortion, there it is. Murder of babies. Go ahead and do it. Legally speaking, you're allowed to smoke pot. A couple of years ago, you couldn't. Now you can. So is that your standard? Is the law your standard? Because I hate to tell you, if, if the law is your standard, then in 1939, Germany, the German Supreme Court declared that Jews in the legal sense are no longer people. That was a law. Right. So what can you do? Well, now they're just animals. So we can herd them up. We can work them till they die. And when they're too tired uh, to work, we can just shoot them and push them into a ditch. They're no different than a farm animal. That was a law that was passed in Germany in 1939, leading up to you know the invasion of Poland in World War II. So if we take legality as the standard, then your level of Christianity is a joke. The standard that we have is the Bible. And that's the most important point, I think, for tonight is what are you using for your standard? You know, hopefully it's a black leather book, you know, looks something like this. And if that's your standard, then we're going to do pretty well. But OK, so let me give you an idea. And Caleb, just jump right in because I'm, I'm, I don't want to monologue too long, but I want to give you this idea. OK, so let's say that. <clears throat> Right here is the world, and right here is Christianity, and Christianity wants to stay like an arm's length away from the world. But the problem is, as time goes on, what you find is that the world continues to slide downhill, and Christianity is still an arm's length away from the world, but guess what? Christianity is standing where the world was standing 10 years ago, and then it goes a little further downhill, and you see in about three or four generations, you find out that Christianity is worse off than the world was three or four generations ago, because Christianity oftentimes uses the world as its standard rather than the word of God. And that's why America is in such a mess today. So that's what we need is we need people to get back to the desert island challenge. It is you on a desert island with God and the Bible. What do you believe? Forget popular culture, forget mainstream, you know, um, um, media, uh, forget the books and the music and the movies and everything that's going on in the world. Okay, just you on a desert island with the Bible, you and God, what do you believe? And, and far too many Christians, they don't take the desert island challenge. They go for, well, I'm going to be like one step removed from the world. That's good enough. And it's like, well, actually, that's a joke. Tell me your thoughts on that. Am I crazy? No, I think you're right on. The only thing that I would say with that is there are going to be some people that are on here watching 
um, that are that do live in an area where this where marijuana would be prohibited by law, and there are there is something to keep in mind with that, and that is that as Christians we should always obey the law unless it goes against our conscience or against the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's plenty of places in the Bible if you're living in an area that is prohibited by law and you're breaking the law to smoke marijuana, that's clearly forbidden in the Bible. There's very little wiggle room there, and it shouldn't even be a discussion. That's why it wasn't a discussion. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, even five years ago, really, it wasn't a discussion much of anywhere. Um, It was pretty much seen as this is a prohibited substance. As Christians, we don't do it. Uh, Romans 13, verse 1 says, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Um, Titus 3, verse 1 says, Put them in mind to be subject to the principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. Romans uh, 2 verse 13 says for not the hearers of the law are just before god but the doers of the law shall be justified um and we could go on down a whole bunch more of these um submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the lord's sake whether it be the king as a supreme leader uh that's peter 2 13 through 17 um and this cuts off the last part of that verse but anyways so out of the question is disobeying the law to do something that that we think is that our conscience allows if we decide, Hey, we're living in New York city and it's illegal there. And we want to smoke some weed. Don't smoke weed. If you're a Christian, obey the law. Um, but Paul says that everything is lawful to him. So in the situation of Patrick, he lives in Colorado. It's lawful for him to smoke weed and he uh, could walk out the door tomorrow and smoke weed on his front porch, not have to hide it. And it would be, it would be no big deal lawfully. Um, however, Paul chooses not to do everything that's lawful for him for a couple different reasons. One is to not create a stumbling block to other people, uh, a young Christian that might be struggling with re- maybe a recovering addict or something like that could see you smoking weed and decide that this is, um, it, it could make it harder for them. There's also, um, the point of not being controlled by something else, which we discussed on our last episode, talking about smoking cigarettes and the addiction side of this kind of thing. So. A couple of things that I was going to say, it's funny to me that they even call it recreation. <laughs> that's how it's, that's how it's termed now is as recreation. Um, I don't hear other things that become vices being really termed as, as recreational activities, but marijuana, because it's being used and legally classified differently for medicinal purposes than it is for people that are smoking it recreationally. Um, it just seems like a really poor way to vacation and go out and get your, your, your recreation to me. But anyways, that aside, that's what we're talking about now is people that are, are smoking it for the fun of it. You're smoking it because you want to get this buzz or this high from it. Now, I have to wonder, There's we could go down the science route and, and scientifically, there's, there is some health risks to smoking weed. But they say a large number, and this is just one of the cons that I'm thinking of here, a large number of car crashes in the United States every year are contributed to people being high on weed. Uh, people smoke weed and they get in their car and they drive and it's not quite like being drunk. And I think Colorado, have you guys seen that in Colorado where a lot of people smoke weed and and then they get in their car and don't drive so well? Oh yeah. I mean, people get DUIs, uh, for driving under the influence of marijuana, just like they do for, uh, driving under the influence of alcohol. It is against the law, you know, and there's a reason it's because it impairs your, um, reflexes. I, I mean, it, you're not going to perform as well as you would sober 
than as you would on any narcotic. I mean, that's, you know, that <laughs> across the board, that that's not really uh, disputed. So you, you find that all the time. Now, Caleb, can I can I back up and challenge something you yeah. said? OK, so mm-hmm. <clears throat> you quoted probably what I would say is one of the most often misunderstood and misquoted verses in the New Testament today. And that is 1 Corinthians 6, 12. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So Mm -hmm. the way that you used it tonight is the same way my pastor used it last week. And I think both times it was grossly misused uh, and out of context because the way it seems to always be used by Christians is that Paul is saying that he can do anything. And I categorically reject that idea. First of all, anyone that believes that I don't think has read the verse or I'm sorry, the whole chapter in a long time. Because what Paul is explaining, if you read the whole chapter, is he is explaining how some of you were like this, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners, and how none of those will inherit the kingdom of God. But you were that way. You are washed. You are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Because of that, all things are lawful unto me. Now, I added the words because of that. But when you read the chapter, that's the context. Paul's not saying, because the way that it's read by so many Christians is sin is not unlawful. And that is insane. That goes against the entire Bible. There is no way that anyone could convince me that Paul is saying that everything is lawful. Absolutely not. What Paul is saying is that all of these unlawful things are covered by the blood. That's why the law does not affect him when he does any of these things. That's why in Romans it says, okay, should I sin more so that grace can abound? He says, God forbid. No, the idea isn't to sin. You know, every time I sin, there's grace. So therefore, the more I sin, the more grace there is. And isn't that better? And that's what Paul's saying here, because the way that I've heard it so many times is that, yeah, oh, everything's lawful and I can do anything. Now, some things aren't good for me, but I can do whatever I want. That idea is insane to me, because what it's saying is, why are we reading this? Every single law in the Bible doesn't matter if we can do them all. So tell me if I'm crazy there. No, I mean, I. I'm not sure if I completely understand the point that you're making, but I, I think I, I think that what you're what you're getting at here is the difference between between realizing the fact that we can we are still capable of sinning and grace can cover our sin doesn't mean we should we be willing to fall into sin. And of course, I would agree with that. Um, and of course, I made two points about Paul there, which one is is discussed in in a different part of scripture where he's talking about eating meats that were sacrificed to idols. And there was some superstition at the time, which is kind of funny because now we don't, we don't really run into this problem as Christians um, where we are going to the meat uh, section at Walmart and trying to pick up some meat. And we find out that it was sacrificed to an idol and this is the leftovers or something. Apparently this was the cheapest way to get meat at the time was to get meat that was left over from these temple rituals in, in these, um, 
pagan pagan worship services where they were sacrificing meats to their idols. And so obviously Paul was looking at this and saying, well, it's, it's okay. You know, he could, he, in a clear conscience, he could eat this meat and he doesn't feel like that there's going to be evil spirits that are going to be polluting him. And he, so he, he would look at that and say, well, I can in a clear conscience do this, but because it could cause somebody else to stumble, I'm, I'm not going to do it. So that would be one of the reasons that I would see Paul taking something that is not clearly prohibited in scripture and choosing not to do it. And the other reason that I was mentioning there was where Paul says that he's not going to be controlled by anything other than he's going to stay in control of his own uh, faculties. He's not going to allow something else to take control over him. And so that would, to me, would be a couple of reasons here why we would look at this. Maybe it's okay. Maybe it's lawful in your area to do something, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's expedient for you to do it. Um, other people are in an area where it's not lawful for you to touch the stuff. And so then that's automatically off the list. So <clears throat> my, w- without trying to beat a dead horse, I'll, I'll, I'll ask this question. Okay. On that verse in first Corinthians six, okay. Are you of the opinion that Paul is saying that sin is acceptable in any form? No. Okay. I mean, obviously, as Christians, we all sin. Sure. Christians continue to sin, but that doesn't mean that we should intentionally sin because of grace. Correct. So, so sin is sin. Sin is listed by God. It is wrong. It's never good. It's always bad. Absolutely. We're never allowed to do right. it. Okay. And exactly. praise be to God, the blood of Jesus always covers it. Exactly. Okay, so forgive me for my outburst. Let's move forward. No, no, you're, you're good. <laughs> no, I definitely don't disagree with that. So it looks like we've got a few more people that dropped off. Um, we're down to 18 <laughs> viewers. <laughs> and back to the marijuana topic here. Um, no, that's, that's good. It's, those, are, those are actually probably more important issues there to deal with as far as a sin issue than marijuana because people are sinning all the time as Christians, and it's good to deal with that. Yeah. So it looks like we got my pastor Chris Troyer on here with us and I don't think that he's smoking any weed tonight, but um, hopefully soon we'll get this to where more y'all can chime in on a phone call or a, or a video chat with us. So you don't have to just listen to us for the, the full hour. Yeah, um, so what is that for months? <laughs> right. <laughs> so what is your, somebody, somebody brought up the, the idea here of the fact that even drinking coffee is a sort of a high, there's all, all kinds of different sorts of highs. But my point in going down the road of the DUI issue and the fact that people are getting in car crashes because they are, their mind is altered to the point that they're not able to control their vehicle properly. And people are getting killed in car crashes because people are high. Sure. So this is, this is an issue that I look at pretty seriously. And as a Christian, if we're going to be useful in, in God's kingdom, how are we going to be useful if we are not even in control of ourselves? A portion of the time, all of the time, half the time, small percentage of the time, if we are influenced to the point that we can't even control ourselves, how are we to, to be expecting God to use us and work through us as Christians? And I see people that are high. Um, I'm not even talking about just the... Um, 
I, I'm not around the drug culture that much, but when I look at somebody like, especially homeless, there's a homeless population in Austin and, and most of them are usually on something and you can see the things that they do, you know, walking out into the street in front of cars, yelling, screaming, hallucinating. And so I'm not talking specifically about just being high on weed. Some of that is probably worse drugs, but being high in general seems to me that it closes you off from being useful in the kingdom of God. And it opens you up to all sorts of demonic influence. And I I realize I'm talking more about extreme versions here, but a lot of people that are trying to get high on something like weed or something else, they're trying to have an escape from their reality. You mentioned the fact that it increases your appetite um, they actually, the THC, uh, from what I understand, it actually, it turns you into a psychopath really is what it does. And it takes natural tendencies that the human body has like eating or sleeping or peeing or, you know, whatever thing, you know, bodily functions that we kind of do automatically that the body does. Some people, when you're dealing with depression or anxiety or things like that, maybe you don't even have an appetite. It's low enough on your priority list at the time. You don't even want to eat. But if you get high on some weed, all of a sudden you can just naturally eat. You feel hungry, you feel sleepy, you just kind of do what you want to do. And long term, there is the effect people that use marijuana for a long time and quit, it can have psychopathic effects on, on your on your long-term mental health, where you can become a psychopath doing things that the body typically does, but you lose the self-control and you just give way to those things. And sometimes those things can be very dangerous, especially to people around you. And certainly while you're on the drug, it can be dangerous. So I know marijuana is looked at as a pretty harmless drug and it's looked at as, as something that really doesn't hurt you that bad. It doesn't hurt people around you that much. It kind of calms you down. You immediately kind of have this euphoria. But from what I understand, it is actually you do lose some control. Maybe it's not to the point of the really big bad drugs, but you do lose some control over yourself. And the Bible tells us to stay sober minded. And uh, there's a a few different places in the Bible that, that explicitly say for us to be sober minded. And from what I can tell, this is not some mistranslation or something that's being applied differently. It really literally meant in the Greek for us to, to remain sober and to be alert, to not be controlled by something else. First Peter five, a says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion. Um, and as we give way to allowing our mind to be altered and we're not conscious properly, it allows us to be devoured by Satan. It allows him to come in and influence us. So I've never been high on anything. Uh, well, with the exception of some contact adhesive, I, um, I was putting some contact adhesive on some cabinets in, in Minnesota and it was like 10 below zero outside. Mm-hmm. And so I had all the windows shut and the heater on and I started in the evening and I ended up continuing all the way through till daylight because I just felt so happy and so good. I was full of energy and I kept working all night. The next morning, my neighbor walked out and I was shoveling snow off of my sidewalk in my t-shirt at like 10 below zero. And he comes out and I didn't feel cold. I just felt like I was really doing good. And I was out there shoveling the sidewalk up off and he comes out and he's like, what in the world is wrong with you? And then he walks in the house. He's like, this place is about to blow up. It smells super strong, like fumes in here. And I had my gas furnace running. So I was high then I was high once off of kills primer kills oil-based primer will get you really high, especially if you're spraying it in an airless paint sprayer. And I didn't realize I was high. I just thought I was dying. I really thought I was dying. And then everything got funny. 
and I was trying to run a forklift. My dad was up on a pallet on the forklift and I was running him around while he was spraying the stuff. And I told him, I got to get out of here. I, I my head hurts. I feel like I'm going to die. And he's like, Oh, you'll be all right. You're just high. And I was like, how do you know? He's like, well, cause I'm high too. <laughs> so anyways, and of course he had been high in the past. So I look at this and I, I, I had very little experience. I don't think you really hallucinate in your experience with, with marijuana. Is it something that causes you to hallucinate or, or do you know? No, I mean, all my experience with marijuana, which, you know, um, has been extensive, like, um, basically three straight years of my life, I was high every day. Um, you know, but that is the life of a drug addict. I mean, you know, we don't, we don't just dabble. Um, you know, no, it was something that uh, relaxed me and made me not care about what was going on and made me able to deal with life because, you know, there was a lot of depression and anxiety and different things. What I can tell you is the problem with all drugs, any alcoholic, any drug addict will tell you this, um, whatever you're using pretty soon isn't good enough and you need something else. It's just not doing the trick anymore. You know, it seems to not have the same effect. You know, that's why we switch from, you know, beer to hard liquor, you know, and we continue the amount and the frequency, you know, um, because we need more. So, I mean, for me, you know, marijuana only, you know, <clears throat> worked so well until it led to, you know, me putting stuff up my nose and hallucinogens and pharmaceuticals and, you know, whatever you got. You know, so uh, across the board, um, you know, I am 100 percent against just all of those things. I mean, you know, but here's here's the thing, Caleb, you you hit the nail on the head with first Peter five, eight. We are commanded to be sober and to be vigilant. And I'm going to tell you, you cannot be sober or be vigilant. OK, <clears throat> there are several. Um, there are several occupations where there is a zero tolerance. Do you understand that if you're a surgeon and you are on call, if you're a medical doctor and you're on call, if you're in the secret service or any federal law enforcement agency, okay, you can have none of this. You can't have one small drink. You can't have one puff of a joint. You can't have any of it because they know that you are not going to be at peak performance. That's the problem. And the Bible here, it commands us to be sober, to be vigilant. Why? Because we have an adversary. There is a bad guy and he is hunting us. And we need to know what to do. We need to be able to be into contact with our higher power with the Holy Spirit. We need to be in contact with God. We need to have our faculties about us. And you can't do that when you're on drugs. You just can't. It is impossible. That's why there are so many jobs where they, they say, no, you can't just have a little bit of marijuana. What if we call you up and there's a surgery you have to run in and do, dummy? You can't right. do it. And the Christian is commanded to have this is commanded to be able to do the same thing. You know, medicine aside, that is who we are. Okay. We are supposed to be able to go to God. 
And we're supposed to be able to have access to God and be able to hear the voice of God and be able to respond to the leadings of the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, Caleb, but I struggle to respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit when I am stone cold sober. Right. Right. How often do we pray, God, please help me to hear your voice. Please show me what your will is. Okay, we need to be sober, we need to be vigilant, and you cannot do any of those things if you are on a narcotic period. I think this whole topic is ridiculous that we even ask the question, but we do it because there are so many people. You know, you want to know why we do it? Because no pastor will preach on this on a Sunday morning. You don't hear about this. You don't get into this in Sunday school anymore. You know, I mean, it just doesn't happen. And Christians want to know about it. So no, you know, and I'm going to put this verse up here uh, just so everybody has it to make sure, you know. So uh, here's something that's a little bit interesting. Um, There was, I met a guy in Clifton, Colorado. I think the guy's name was Sean something or other. And he gave me his business card. I actually bought uh, a three-quarter ton Dodge pickup from him. And he he gave me a, or no, that was a half-ton Dodge that I bought from him. Anyway, he gave me a business card. And he said he was a cannabis minister. And I said, a cannabis minister? I never heard of such a thing. All right, so here's the deal. This is going to get back to another point that's being made here. And this is, I think, where we just plain run out of any any other good reason for what we're doing and we start making excuses for the fact that we want to smoke weed and we're going to somehow try to tie it into the bible to make ourselves feel like we're not sinning feel like we're justified so this guy started a church i believe is based in hawaii or he was a part of a church that got started in hawaii i think that maybe the one of the founders was in prison and their whole point was to say that they needed to use marijuana for baptisms and other religious ceremonies and that by it being outlawed or banned, that it was infringing on their religious liberties. And they were like, well, even during the prohibition of alcohol, Catholics were allowed to use alcohol in their services for communion. And so we should be allowed to use cannabis in our religious services if we just build a religion around it. (laughs) All right. So this is kind of off the wall, but what I did learn at the time, because this guy, I was like, how in the world can you possibly tie this in? So in the Old Testament, there was um, some reference to cannabis that was made in Exodus, and it was used as an anointing oil for the, the priests and the Levites. Now, they weren't smoking it. They were using it in, it was part of the recipe. And I, from what I understand, if I remember, I, I did do a study on this back then. This was eight, 10 years ago. Um, I think it was nine pounds of cannabis the equivalent of nine pounds of cannabis that was used in this anointing oil. And their argument that this church was making was that when Jesus was anointing his, his disciples and sending them out, that he was probably using this cannabis oil that was this holy anointing oil that would have been used in the temple, that he would have been using this to anoint people with this cannabis oil. All right. So say that was all true. Okay. okay. Say you want to take cannabis Mm-hmm. You want to take marijuana and you want to squeeze a leaf out and you want to make some sort of essential oil and, and rub it on your body somewhere. It's not how it works. Totally different okay. effect. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I don't know much about how this, how okay. you get essential oils. Nope. <laughs> so anyways, that would have a very different effect on you. Apparently, I don't think that the priests and Levites were getting high off of it. And uh, again, people keep using the same 
the, the same excuse to say, well, God created it. It's a plant. Can't be that bad. If he made it, it's good. So we can use it. Right. All right. Well, we can, we can use things that God made and possibly there's medicinal purposes for it. Like we mentioned, there's possibly good uses for things, but doesn't mean we have to roll it up and smoke a joint. Mm-hmm. To me, this is an abuse. It's a way of us abusing something that God created. I don't think that when God created marijuana, he meant for us to use it to smoke and get high. That can't possibly be what it was created for. And for us to to go down this route where we decide to use this and, and take the Bible, to me, is, is grossly misinterpreting the Bible. Even Okay, even if it was listed in the Bible, found in the Bible somewhere, we're, we're taking something that we could loosely connect somehow because in Exodus somewhere, maybe it's, it's brought in as an anointing oil. Okay, say that's all true. We're using that to excuse us abusing something that God created. It's mentioned there. There's plenty of other things that are mentioned in the Bible that we can say, oh, well, I have this vice. I like pornography and I'm going to somehow justify this because prostitutes yeah. are all over the Bible. And, and you could loosely tie it in, but, and, and it's not st- strictly prohibited very, very often. It doesn't, we can't find a place where it says thou shalt not smoke marijuana, but I would say, I'm going to ar- make the argument that every place that the Bible talks about not being drunk would, would apply to being high. And I'm not sure if you would agree with this or not, but the same argument that we're making against marijuana would be the same argument that you that would be made against being drunk if you are if you lose control of yourself and you cannot remain in control of your faculty you are getting to the point that god can't use you properly you're opening yourself up to to abusing the the natural forces of gravity and the natural forces of human nature that god has given you that you have capabilities of doing things if you if you if your conscience is disabled from controlling yourself then you're going to, I hear people that kill somebody while they're high. I hear people that, you know, get in a car wreck and, and run over somebody. I hear people that beat their wives up while they're high. All kinds of terrible things that you can do that you're capable of, that the only thing that keeps you from that evil is the God-given conscience that you have. And when you circumvent that by being drunk or being high, you all of a sudden open yourself up to a whole mess that. I, I don't look at people that smoke weed and find them usually to be long-term, um, successful, more happy, more, um, you know, usually they're, th- if you look at the cars that they're driving, if you pull up to somebody in a drive through or a parking lot and you smell weed coming out, it's usually not a brand new car. It's usually an old beat up <laughs> rattle, rattle can that's barely limping down the road and they're in there smoking weed. It's an expensive habit. I know people that have told me that they spend $1,500 a month on their weed habit. And these are sure. supposedly responsible individuals. It's an expensive habit. It's not going to make you happy long-term. It's not going to make you healthy long-term. It's going to make you do stupid things in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So why in the world as Christians, we'd be sitting around trying to make excuses to do this. It's just, to me, it's nonsensical. The Bible says, don't get drunk. The Bible okay. says to stay in control of yourself. Oh yeah, go ahead. So the guy spending on his marijuana habit did you happen to ask him how much he's contributing a month to his 401k (laughs) so this was an interesting thing is so i went through a financial peace university class that we had at our church and and i i during this time i started talking to people that i was driving uber and i was talking to people that are going out and they're drinking and this is a little different different habit drinking but people spend a ton of money on this stuff and it's a vice and you get a hold of it and you start realizing and doing the math on this stuff there's people that are literally throwing their future away 
literally throwing their future away on their drugs or their alcohol, whatever it is. They're ruining their life financially. They're ruining their health. They're ruining their family, their marriage. They're you know getting divorced. So anyways, that's, that's my opinion of it is there's no reason for us to make excuses for it. I think this is a black and white issue. Very clear. It doesn't say thou shalt not smoke weed. But if I had somebody to come up to me and ask me in our church and they, and they, and they come to me and they say, can I smoke weed as a Christian? Mm-hmm. I, would feel, I would feel like I would be leading them over the edge of the cliff if I said, oh, if you feel okay smoking weed, it's up to you, whatever. You know, it's between you and God. To me, the Bible is black right. and white on this issue. Okay, so I wanted to give you another idea. So first of all, I want to tell you one of my favorite quotes from a, uh, um, a police officer who's a customer of mine. He said, Patrick, if alcohol did not exist, I would be out of a job. That's what yep. he said. Okay, alcohol and narcotics are involved in almost every crime because people act differently than they do when they're sober. That's why we're not allowed to drive when we're under the influence of these things. Okay. That's why we're not allowed to operate a forklift. That's why we're not allowed. That's why the insurance for our employer will not cover us if we are under the influence. This, these are not strange concepts. So, <clears throat> Caleb, another verse that jumped out at me while you were chatting there is uh, second, uh, and I'm going to put it up on the screen here. I believe it's first John chapter two, and it doesn't need to be verse 15 and 16. It's actually just verse 15. So let me, let me amend it. I don't know if that'll do it. Okay. So first John two fifteen. love, not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. So when I get into things like narcotics and the topic of narcotics, That is something that the world is into. When you were talking before about the argument made how the Levitical priest used marijuana, which I do not believe. I mean, I would laugh out loud in someone's face if they ever told me that. But do you want to know who does use narcotics all the time in their rituals and ceremonies, I'm going to give you two groups, okay? You have one, the large umbrella of witchcraft and the occult. It is involved in all of their ceremonies. It is involved in all of their dealings. And the second one, and this is going to surprise some folks, okay? Homosexuality. Do you want to know that almost every single person who has a homosexual experience, and I'm talking about a consensual one, usually does it over the under the influence? Because you have to be in a different state in order to think that those things are okay. And I know that we are down. That's going to make us popular right there. Okay, so I'm ready to drop down to single digits as far as who's watching this. I don't care. Every homosexual who I have ever been friends with, who I have ever spoken to and given the gospel to and had a relationship where I've been able to talk to them honestly, okay, have all told me the same thing. And that is that uh, alcohol and the drug culture are... Um, are preeminent in the homosexual circles, okay? 
I will debate that until the day I die. I have never had a homosexual friend or acquaintance that I've been able to talk to that has told me anything different. And as far as witchcraft, it is the same thing. Every friend of mine who has been in the occult, who has been involved in witchcraft, okay, alcohol and narcotics are a big, big part of it, especially their recruiting process with youth. Okay, these things are part of the world's system. We are, we are to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And I know that verse is broad and we can, we can use it uh, with, a, with a broad stroke, you know, to condemn lots of different stuff. Okay, but clearly when you look at the people who are smoking pot, okay, when you look at the average pothead, what do you imagine? Do you imagine someone who is separated for God, who is holy, who is trying to live a life of righteousness? Or do you encounter people who resemble and love and run after the world? And if you think that, you know, uh, all, all the potheads are the separated, holy, you know, Christian men and women of God that God wants to use for great things in the world, well, then go ahead and light up but you're an idiot and nobody is going to follow you. You are not going to be able to affect change for God, you know, while you're stoned. Okay. That is not the way it works. Does God use potheads all the time? He usually uses ones that have recovered and are following after him. Okay. God uses murderers. God uses the worst of society, but he does it after they turn to him, not during what they are doing okay they repent and they turn their life back over to god and god wants to use them absolutely okay but the idea you know that recreational marijuana use is uh, the separated holy christian lifestyle that we read about in the bible is just laughable and the reason that you know the idea that we even have to talk about it again i agree with you is just flat ridiculous so a, a couple comments that we've kind of skipped over here that have come in somebody mentioned caffeine as that is obviously a, a stimulant and it does affect affect you similar to the effect of some other drugs um i would i would disagree with the idea that that it's no different to drink coffee than it is to smoke marijuana there's you're clearly you're it's it's perfectly okay to drink a cup of coffee or a whole pot of coffee and still go drive your car you're not going to lose control of yourself yeah it might perk you up and make you more alert um, but that, I would say that's very different. And what we're really talking about and hitting hard on here is the idea of, of, of losing control of yourself and allowing yourself to be controlled by something else such that you are high or drunk. And the Bible is very, very clear on these issues. So I would say that really um, is very different. There may be some people, if you don't feel like you should drink coffee because it's considered a stimulant or a drug, then don't drink coffee. Um, but that's, um, I think, a very, very different issue here than that, I mean, we could go down that route with sweets or with all kinds of other things that affect you that you get a, a blood sugar spike. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, that we're going to say that the Bible says thou shalt not eat sweets. <laughs> it, you know, sweets aren't going to cause you, cause you to go out and murder somebody. Yeah. You know, the, the argument often comes up when you start going down this line, which is, you know, well, let's follow that to its logical conclusion. But see, what people are really doing with caffeine or with nicotine and with sugar, okay, <clears throat> you know, what we're saying is if something affects you at all, 
you can't do it. And like you said, it's like, well, then that's if you want to believe that and you want to go that way route, that's fine. But, you know, then you're getting down to the point of, you know, we, we shouldn't have, you know, white sugar. I mean, we, you know, we really just shouldn't do it. If you want to make a case for that, that's fine. If you feel convicted for that, that's fine. Okay. I can't find it in the Bible. I'm not saying sugar's healthy or good for you. Neither is pork. Okay. In the Levitical diet, pork is forbidden. Why? Because it's not good for you. Okay. Just because we're in the New Testament, it didn't make pigs healthy. Okay. They're still just as unhealthy, no matter how much bacon I eat. It does not make pigs healthy. Okay. And, and in the same way, sugar, you know, is not good for you. Um, caffeine, you know, you want to make an argument for it. That's fine. You know, I, honestly, I've been an avid coffee drinker, you know, as long as I can remember. I quit mostly because of the acid in it. It started to just not be good for me. So I switched over to tea a little while ago. I still enjoy a cup of coffee. You know, if you want to make those arguments, you know, have at it. I don't, no one's, no one's stopping you. It becomes increasingly difficult when we say the line that is drawn in the Bible is it affects you at all, you know, because that, that's, that's different than what we're saying with pharmaceuticals <clears throat> that uh, prohibit you from being in control of yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that you got, got that right. So anyways, um, we're at the, at the one hour mark. And this one actually went way faster than I thought it would. <laughs> um, I was thinking, I had a good thought a minute ago and I can't remember, but was there anything, any, any other, other ideas? I think basically both of us come to the conclusion that as a Christian, there's no reason that you should be smoking weed under any mm -hmm. circumstances, unless you're using it for medicinal purposes. And I honestly would argue that most of the medicinal purposes that are the most of the benefits that are there uh, with uh, hemp or CBD oil, those type of things, you can probably use it and get the benefits for the most part without smoking it there. I don't know enough of, about it to looks like we've got some free advertising going on on the podcast for coffee, <laughs> coffee roaster here. I don't know who this is. That's funny. But anyways, um, that we, we could definitely, I think, make a blanket statement just to sedate that using marijuana to get high is not healthy for a Christian under any circumstances. I'm just going to go ahead and call it sin. I'll use the word, you know, the three letter yeah. word that's practically a four letter word in churches nowadays. Sin. OK, God doesn't want you doing it. Don't do it. Um, OK, it's it's a. It's a better, kinder version of sin than being a meth head. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We're still not going to advocate for it because you'll go from that. Oh, I do know Travis. Good. I do you. know Travis, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Okay. So it is the end of the hour. We, we should wrap this up. Remember, everybody, next week we're going to be talking about baptism, what it is, why we do it, how it's supposed to be done, what the Bible says about it. So please join in for that one. And also, if you would get on our page and scroll down a little bit, you'll see a post that asks about ideas. Do you guys have any ideas for future topics? We actually have one uh, lady listening tonight, Katie, 
and uh, she suggested a topic and we're going to get into that in two weeks. Um, we had another lady suggest a topic and uh, uh, we have it on the schedule. So if you guys have topics you want us to discuss, go to that post. I'll, I'll see if I can repost it to the top of the page so it's easy to find. Uh, go to that post, leave us a comment and we will put it on the schedule and we'll get to it. I also got to say, I really do appreciate everyone getting on here. We appreciate the comments. Some of them are insane and not helpful. But the one thing you should know or the one thing you should know is that there's a lag. Okay, so please understand that Caleb and I, while we're doing this, there's what do you think, Caleb? Like a two minute lag between what they hear and when they write a comment and when we see it. So you know, because I, I I've been watching the timeline and it's like some people are are asking questions about something we were talking about several minutes ago. So please understand when you make a comment, it's not easy for us to see it and understand what you're talking about. So if you are asking us a question about something we specifically said please you know repeat the statement in the question or, or give us some help because we do want to we want to answer your comments we want to address them as we go we enjoy doing that but sometimes it's difficult so please help us out but really i do like it okay chris chris slack you want to talk about nephilim but you're <laughs> yeah. on the right podcast okay I yeah. got you we should definitely get that we should definitely yeah. stick that one in there that, that'll blow some minds yeah. Well, we'll have, we'll lose some more, some more subscribers then. Yeah. Thank you all so much for joining in. Chris, you brought up a lot of good points tonight and um, it's always fun to, to have people on here that challenge us and call us out. Um, and of course we don't always have everything right. Um, our opinions are, like I said, Jesus, when he was here, he told them to listen to the scribes and Pharisees and to do what they say, not to do what they do. The difference between the scribes and the Pharisees is, and Patrick and I is don't do what we say either or what we do. That's right. <laughs> we read advocate, we advocate. Yeah. Go ahead and read the Bible and forget what we say because it may or may not be uh, valid, but hopefully if we, if we point anybody in any direction here, it is to the Bible and to look at that as the ultimate authority rather than finding some way to excuse sin. And I would think that most of um, this issue with marijuana applies to a lot of other gray area issues. If it's not necessary for you as a Christian and you don't think you have to do it to be a good Christian and it's, and it, we, uh, if it could go either way, and if, you're, if there's a doubt, throw it out. If in doubt, throw it out, I guess is what I would say. There's no reason to delve off into a gray area. I don't look at somebody that's high and feel like that I could ever see the testimony of Christ in them when they're high. And if you really want people, if you want to be the light of Christ in the world, don't do things that are going to cause you to, to be uh, useless in the kingdom of God. So, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my rant for the night. I think stay away from it, stay clear from it. Don't go down that route. It seems like it leads down a really rough lifestyle. People that get into this, they don't end up looking like healthy, happy, fulfilled people long-term in life. It's just, you don't want to go there. I can tell you this, my worst day sober is better than my best day on drugs. Hands down. Oh, okay. So that, that reminds me. So I don't, I don't know what it's like, but there are, there are some people that actually do have a need for something like this. And here, I'm going to explain this just really briefly. I, I don't deal with stress really well. There's, there's certain days of the week that my schedule ends up throwing extra things at me. And I find that those days I don't deal with stress really well. And this, uh, we mentioned the, the idea of not even being hungry. There's days where I don't, my wife will say, Hey, do you want to eat something? And I'm like, no, I don't want to eat right now. 
And sometimes she'll push food on me and be like, no, you really should eat. And it's like, I'm too busy to really think about it. I got a lot on my plate. Um, they, you know, a lot of women, they have, uh, they get their period once a month. Most guys, we get it once a week when our paycheck, if we live paycheck to paycheck, we end up, we end up down in the dumps, you know, emotionally, psychologically, if we're, you know, if we're running low on the bank account. Um, so there's a lot of different stresses that we can find in life and things that we can, that we can end up running to, to try to alleviate that stress. And this was mentioned, I mentioned it last week. And I would say this is um, something that you may find that there is underlying reasons why you feel like you need this escape or this high or, or whatever it is that you get from smoking weed. And I don't mean to just brush over this uh, nonchalantly for those that actually do have psychological or emotional issues or, or medical issues and, and you're finding your peace through smoking weed right now. Um, I do know some people consider this to be a long-term solution to their problem. And the, the idea that that you can just quit cold turkey. It's no different than talking about drinking alcohol or smoking cigarettes. Sometimes this might be a very, very delicate issue for some people. You may be pretty deep in this. You've been on it for years. And we get on here, we say, don't do it. Well, that's easier said than done. It's easy for us to say, oh, you shouldn't, if you're a Christian, don't smoke weed. Well, if you're already smoking weed and you have been for years, um, I think Patrick has a lot of experience helping people out from addictions. He's run addiction recovery programs at church. And I would say um, just because we're saying don't do it, don't get into it, uh, doesn't mean that we are making light of it or, or saying that for somebody that's already doing it, that it may not be something that you fall back into and and find this as some way to escape from reality. But for me, I found that if you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with some of these other issues that you find an escape from, there's usually something you're running from. There's something that's wrong or off in your life that is causing you to need to find this escape. And sometimes if you can get some counseling or get some help, you, you may find that other people can look at this. You may not see it, but other people can look at it in your life and see, hey, you need to straighten this, this area out. Your finances are all out of whack or your, uh, your relationship with your wife is out of whack. You're in the wrong crowd. You got some bad friends that are bad influence on you, whatever the issue might be. Um, I can look at it now whenever I start to deal with anxiety or, or stress and I realize there's certain things I need to learn to say no and not overcommit myself so much. I need to make sure that I'm able to keep my commitments. I deal really bad with that emotionally. If I commit to something and then I'm not able to uh, keep my commitment, I tend to end up a little bit uh, depressed. So I would just say that it would definitely be wise if you are already smoking weed try to find what it is that you're trying to get away from and see if it's something you can eliminate in your life see if it's something you can get under control and maybe get some help with an addictions program or or your pastor or some sort of counseling because this isn't just as easy as saying oh, i'm not going to smoke weed anymore you really do need deliverance god can bring you that deliverance the holy spirit can be your comforter to where you're not turning to this but sometimes we do have to get to the point of cutting out some bad things in our life to to bring the balance back i don't know if you have anything on that patrick as far as addictions you're a lot more experienced with that than i am you know the, the only thing i'll say is that people do need to understand i'm a recovering alcoholic i'm a recovering drug addict i've been through rehab i continually go to aa meetings even today uh, you know, and I do that, um, you know, because it helps me. And I also have the opportunity to meet other people that I can help. So, um, you know, if anyone has any questions on addiction or wants help finding some help, 
contact me, you know, get a hold of me through Facebook here, message me. I'll be happy to talk to anyone or help anyone. You know, Caleb and I both want to be a help. And, and that is certainly something that I've gone through and I've come out on the other side. And uh, I can tell you, it's very difficult, uh, but there is a solution. And, you know, for friends that are addicted to any substances at all, you, you know, you don't have to remain in that. You can be free. And obviously, if I can be a help, I'd like to. So, Caleb, thanks for doing this with me. This was a great yep. hour and 10 minutes. So I say we cut it here and get ready to make people mad about baptism next week. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, thank you. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat Everybody shalom. have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.